I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Bruncha Milashevsky. She is the principal of Life Crafters. She's going to talk about how you can feed your soul, not just your wallet, and the importance of crafting a job that you love. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are in our 16th year of weekly broadcasts, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell a home. And we work with all kinds of home buyers, home prospects, renters, homeowners, people who want to move up. We actually work also with very small, small clients. These clients are the size of honeybees, and the honeybees need places to live. Sounds kind of funny, right? Honeybees need homes, too. We are talking about that on Nevada Real Estate Radio today because that's one of the best things you can do if you're a homeowner and you want to help the planet. You want to help Mother Nature. You want to help your neighbors, families, friends. They're all thinking about better health. Now, as we move forward in 2021 and into 22, we'll be joined later on the show by Debbie Gilmore, the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's just around the corner, and we're hoping you will join us at the next outstanding beekeeping event. We'll talk with Debbie Gilmore and more after this quick message. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. You're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Today is a good day to listen to our show because you're probably inside or away from the hot heat of this summer, including the smoke. As I mentioned going into the radio show, I'm a beekeeper. And I've been looking at my bees the last couple of weeks when the air has been very smoky from these uh, numerous fires in California blowing the smoke into Nevada. I know where that smoke is coming from. I know what the cause is. But guess what? My bees, they think I lit the smoker and they're in the beehive waiting for me. And I just, I just don't have time to get out there right now. So I've called an expert into the studio to help me today. Debbie Gilmore, the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, is with us today. And we're talking about beekeeping and the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Welcome to our show, Debbie. Thanks. It's good to be here, Peter. It's good to have you join us again. I enjoyed seeing you just recently. We were in Yarrington about a week ago. There was a little gathering there called Night in the Country. Night in the Country, yes. 20th annual. It was really something. And it's uh, that venue is located right next to your honey apiary, Hall's Honey. And so my beautiful wife and I, Sherry, we really enjoyed going out there and uh, enjoying company with the Mason Valley Beekeepers, a great picnic, Debbie. And then having a chance to listen to that great music. It was good music. A lot of... Uh, happy times, happy people, celebrating life and yeah. having a good time. That's really what I, I noticed more than anything and enjoyed more than anything, Debbie, were all the smiles, all the people, all the happy faces. Uh, so many folks just happy to get outdoors and, and get true. back to doing to the things they normally love to do. Mm-hmm. Music, cowboys, country boots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot celebrating, of yep, yeah. having fun, yeah. having fun. Uh, we know that, Debbie, the last bee conference, the 11th annual, which was in 2020, it, it really didn't happen. 
we were so close. We were about all ready to pull. We were all ready to pull the trigger, and it did not happen in 2021. When? Did not happen in 2021. And the reason? Everybody knows. COVID. So glad that we're glad, glad to have that behind us, I hope. And it stays behind us, I hope. But the 2022 conference is fast approaching. Let our listeners know just a little bit about what is going to be happening there. So the the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference will be held February 25 and 26 in Yarrington. This is our 12th annual. We have workshops. We have contests. We have speakers from um, the research part of beekeeping. Um, we have a speaker from... Um, Beepothecary, who does commercial products mm -hmm. using products of the beehive. Mm -hmm. um, we're having a photo contest. We have social events. So it's just a, a, a couple of days of really fun educational times around yeah. beekeeping. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for the young beekeepers, uh, the new beekeepers like, <clears throat> like I am, and even after five or six years, Debbie, I still feel like I'm a new beekeeper. But we're <laughs> always looking for ways to do our work better for ways to make our bees live longer, be happier, be more productive, and really have less uh, problems. And there are a number of problems that can face honeybees anywhere in the world. When I think about the problems that honeybees are up against in northern Nevada, one of the things I think about is all of the pesticides. I went into the hardware store the other day and there's a big rack of Roundup. And when I see Roundup, you know, I see skull and crossbones, poison. The bees, it's just not good for them. Um, and then I see the smoke. Can't be good for the honeybees, Debbie. Certain things we have control on, uh, certain things beekeepers can't control. The things that we can control of, about, that's where we're, where we're focused, right? What can we do to help our bees uh, be more healthy this year, you, you think, in 2021? You know, there are many, many challenges with bees and beekeepers, as you well know, and, and you've stated a few, but, you know, you don't have to be a beekeeper to help bees. Um, you know, you can plant pollinator-friendly plants. You can put out water um, so that the bees that are out foraging have access to water. You know, when the temperatures get 95 and above, the bees are hauling in so much water to cool off their hive that they are not bringing in as much nectar. So, you know, water this time of the year is really, really important. But there are so many things that a homeowner can do without actually having um, bees to take care of. But um, many, many challenges. And you were talking about the smoke and the effect on the, on the bees. Well, the bees navigate, they communicate by the direction of the sun. Mm -hmm. So if you have such smoky skies that they cannot see the sun. Mm. They're not able to navigate or communicate those distances and directions mm -hmm. because that's how the, you know they do it by the sun. So it kind of messes up that whole thing. I always so, wondered why the bees, uh, when the sun goes down, they go back in the hive. Exactly. Well, I always thought, you know, exactly. on, a full, on a full moon, you know, they'd be, they should be out there. No, they, <laughs> they can't navigate. They can't um, get back to the hive. Yeah. You know, if there's no sun. That's their main uh, focus, right? Is right. where's the sun against the hive? and Their total focus mm -hmm. is on survival. Mm -hmm. how, ca how can they keep their colony surviving? Yeah. Debbie Gilmore is our guest. She's the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association, also president of the Nevada State Beekeeper Conference. So a lot of people elevate to positions like you've got, Debbie. Oh, because they got promoted. Maybe they got a degree. You know, maybe they got a friend that can give them these positions. I know that your position that you got as the president of these two great organizations is not because you were winning a popularity contest. This is a family business, right? This is a family business. My great-grandfather moved into Mason Valley in 1918. So mm. um, Hull's Honey's been around for over 100 years. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's a passion. It's you a know, passion. Uh, despite what I just said, you're a very popular person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> I've been through a lot of beekeeping meetings at different beekeeping organizations. 
And I have to tell you, Debbie, I enjoy the Mason Valley beekeepers so much because uh, it's almost like family. It just feels so good to be there. Uh, everybody, every time I go, people come up and talk to me. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, there's always happy people. Uh, great food, you know, that people bring to share, and great ideas. And it seems like people really, really care. Uh, in a lot of activities, there's so much um, self-centeredness especially when you look at things like professional sports and whatnot. It's always about the individual the individual. When I get into my beekeeping world, it's all about this community. It is. It is. You know, our bee people are, are amazing people. They have a desire to learn. They, they care about the environment. They care about um, so many things. You know, they care about plants, weather, um, insects, pesticides, mm -hmm. they just have this broad view of mm -hmm. so many things and they care about each other and what each other are doing. Yeah. And there is a, a new book out, Bee People and the Bugs That They Love by Frank Mortimer, who's yeah. also going to be a speaker oh, at the 2022 fantastic. conference. Yeah. And they are, they're just a special group of people. <laughs> I love Frank Mortimer. I talked to him about a year ago. I have his book, Debbie, and he is so funny. He is. You know, um, that's one of the things about the world of bees. It's a funny, it's a fun world to be in. And uh, when you meet the people and you hear the different aspects and focus that they have on the world of beekeeping, well, to me, it's fascinating because it's almost infinite, the number of ways that you can get involved in the world of beekeeping. And beekeeping impacts so many different things that so many people have no idea about. Okay. Example, I, uh, when I became a beekeeper, I realized that uh, there are certain colors that I want and need to wear in and around my bee world. And the more time I spend in my bee world, the more important those colors, fabrics, styles, uh, types, uh, impact my total world, right? right? What I'm getting at is this. I have a lot more white pants white shirts, <laughs> white hats, white socks. That's I'm right. brushing my teeth more often, Debbie, to get white teeth. <laughs> you talk about socks, and I think every time I get dressed, it's like, are we going to go out in the bees today? Oh, I need to put on white socks because right. I have worn black socks before, and it's a mistake. It is. And you think something so small. <laughs> it's so tiny. Who's, gonna, who's even going to notice, right? That's right. You know, That's somehow right. the bees, they're very, uh, they're haberdashers is what they are. They look at the way I dress every day, and depending on how I dress, <laughs> they're going to treat me a different way. It's kind of funny because I've snuck over by the beehives uh, in my uh, home area, and when I'm wearing dark colors, because I just got to go out and get something quick, trim a bush, do something, they're out and around me. I can hear them coming around, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, after these number of years, I always wear my safety glasses and my hat and whatnot. But I can, I know they're real close. I'll go out again some other time in my white shirt, white hat, white pants like I normally wear in the yard. Same area. It's like I'm not even there. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really, really amazing that they are so smart. Well, you know, I think beekeepers become so aware of so many things, not only color of clothing, but your sense of smell mm -hmm. becomes more intense. You're listening um, because the bees are telling you so many things if you just pay attention to them. Oh, yeah. They've got a great mm -hmm. way to communicate. We have they more do. to talk about on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are going to talk about real estate, real estate for investors, real estate in all parts of Nevada, and talk more about the upcoming Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. That's a great way to put your home to use for all of society, for the planet, is consider the bee world in your new home. We'll have more after this. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech solar screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech solar screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech solar screening. You know, it was just a few days ago, a neighbor of mine came over and I was standing in the yard asking me a little bit about what's going on in the world of real estate. 
And I was letting him know, you know, just how the prices of homes are going up so fast in northern Nevada. I was reading recently the median home price in the United States. Take the average of all 50 states, it's at $363,000 to buy a home. A median average three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home in northern Nevada, Reno, $550,000 would be a bargain if you can find an average median-priced home, typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, stick-built home that's already on the ground, ready to go, ready for somebody to move in. It's going to run you right about five fifty if you're looking for that median home price. But always remember, that median home price just means that half sold for more and half sold for less. So I suggest you consider the half that sold for less than $550,000. You might want to change your focus of thinking, in fact, and think about the median home price in Northern Nevada as the highest priced home you should be looking for. This is especially if you're a first-time home buyer. You need to get started someplace, but don't let that $550,000 median home price scare you away. I recently talked to a gent who bought a home for $280,000. Nice little home in Sparks, Nevada. Uh, three bedroom, two bath. Uh, it's a smaller home, no doubt. It maybe isn't in the fanciest neighborhood, but what a great way to get started. Homeownership is not only a good thing, it's an important thing to think about to maintain the stability and the strength of your family and our entire country. If you want to learn more, call me and I'm happy to visit with you anytime, no cost or obligation. I just want to help you get to the home you're looking for. Call me at 775 786 55 one five anytime after the show and if you'd like some information about the median home prices about stats figures neighborhoods i recommend you visit with relocating to reno.com i have a great contact his name is dan Ryder. runs that website and he's got all kinds of great information including the latest stats from the association of realtors we want to help you get into your new home or move up to a bigger home. Debbie Gilmore is with us. Debbie drove in today to see us from a little area just outside of Reno, Yerrington, Nevada. I know where that is. I go there about once a month. And I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been to Yerrington, Nevada, I encourage you to take that drive. It's a beauty from Reno. You just get on I-80, you head toward Fernley, but you don't go that far. You turn off on the USA Parkway. Cool little drive. Like wild horses, you'll see a bunch. Maybe even a wild burrow. Then you get to this cool little town. Well, it's more of a roundabout. Silver Springs, Nevada. Very nice. It's near Lahotan uh, Reservoir. And then from there, it's only about half an hour. And you're getting pretty close to Yerrington, Nevada. That's the home of Perry Farms. And there are so many onions there. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, they go for miles and miles. They smell good. Fortunately, I love onions. Debbie, do you do you like onions that much? I, I love onions too. They have many other row crops too. Yeah, many others. Yeah, I'm so. in the irrigation world. That's kind of what my, when I go way back to my uh, college days. I was an irrigation specialist on the. Uh, farm and I studied irrigation in college mm -hmm. and I still do a lot of irrigating on my property but when I go out to Yerrington I see some pretty impressive irrigation setups. Impressive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All kinds. Side Sun. rolls, mm -hmm. uh, drip systems, gated pipe, uh, flow valves. I have not seen any pivotal sprinklers there yet but there probably are There's some. There's a few. Yeah. I did, a few. That's the most work I did Debbie when I was in, in the irrigation world. I used to put those up mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's just an amazing amazing thing to see when it's all done. <laughs> it's a huge huge operation. It is. And it is. it's all to take care of the plants and the plants they need water they need the fertilizers they need good soil. They also need something else. They need honeybees. Pollination. They need pollinators. Yeah, most people don't really think that much. You know, they pollination is just something that most people think happens. I know there are some plants, Debbie. They get pollinated just from the wind, right? The That's blowing right. seeds from one plant to another. Exactly. And then you've got other plants that have, you know, the complex flowers that like are the big bells or the cones mm -hmm. that you know just take a you put your finger in there. And you can't get into the bottom. Right. A bee can. Yeah. 
That's really what yeah. it's about, isn't it? Getting to that. But you also have pollinators like hummingbirds mm -hmm. that have long beaks that yeah. can reach down deep into those flowers. Uh -huh. So it takes many different kinds of pollinators to pollinate mm -hmm. all of the variety of yeah. plants. Yeah, we are planting some uh, uh, foliage in our garden that attracts honey uh, honeybees, yes, but it attracts butterflies. Mm -hmm. And yes. some of these attract hummingbirds. Yes. And I have a feeling that when they're all working together, that there's some kind of an orchestra, pollination orchestra going on. You know, you were at our place last weekend, but this year is the first year that I've planted zinnias. Oh, yeah. I mean, zinnias are beautiful flowers, easy to grow. Mm -hmm. And I was watching them, and on one zinnia, I saw a hummingbird, a swallowtail butterfly, and a bee. Oh and they were on the same flower all at the same oh time. My. And it was like, that is just truly oh, amazing. Wow. <laughs> that is really something. That It must have something for everybody. And you really, it does. You I'm really, going to plant more zinnias next year. I am too. Now, yeah. I saw your zinnias, and I was very impressed because uh, my mother, uh, God rest her soul, she's been gone from uh, me for almost 15 years now. She loves her garden, and zinnias was one of her favorite plants. I know. It seems to be like a older time because my mm -hmm. grandparents grew zinnias too, and that's mm -hmm. why I grew them this year, yeah. just thinking about those. So, so I'm going to get some of those. My mom also had a lot of morning glories, and I don't see a lot of those here, but I'm thinking next year I'm going to try a few morning glories. They were so beautiful. I remember when my mom planted them. They grew all over the side of the house, you know. It's like a big, yeah. like a big uh, shade, and then... In the winter, they're gone. <laughs> My grandparents had um, sweet peas, mm. and you don't see those very often anymore yep. either. But, yep, um, yep, those are very, very yep. nice to have. Yeah, a lot of fun. So you were talking about this book, Bee People and the Bugs They Love, and Frank Mortimer is the author of this book. He was at the Bee Conference two years ago. That's when I got the book. Had a chance to visit with him, and uh, I'm glad to know that he's coming back this year. He is. When he was here two years ago, his book had not been released yet, and now it has been released, mm -hmm. and he has been speaking all over the country about his book, and I'm anxious to hear about his adventures and um, the reaction to this wonderful book that he wrote. Oh, yeah, and he talks so—it's so funny the things he talks about uh, in his book because the book, again, is not so much about— bees, but it's bee people. That's why it's called bee people and the bugs they love. One of the titles of the chapter that uh, that he has in his book, chapter four, I love it, it's called Hail to the Queen. And uh, I'm standing up and hailing the queen right now because <laughs> it is something, if you're a beekeeper, you better know your place in life. Hail to the queen, it's so funny. And then uh, chapter six, one-eyed bee guy. Yes. One-eyed, I bet you there's a beekeeper with a patch on his eye. Before he was a beekeeper, he used to have both eyes. That's right. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> and then chapter seven, smoke a little smoke. You know, Debbie, there's this big campaign against smoking that, you know, started in the 70s, don't smoke, don't smoke. Uh, beekeepers, we don't care about those campaigns. We still smoke. Yes, but there are some beekeepers who believe that smoking your bees is not good. I'm sure. And so he addresses that in his book in a very comical way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. but smoking your beehives is good for, uh -huh. especially the beekeeper. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, there's some people. It's like, not a bad thing. They smoke them. They fillet them. They do all kinds of different things mm -hmm. to them. They just mm -hmm. they just love their bees. I'm just joking. I'm having fun. <laughs> Laying workers and the night shift. Whoa. Ooh. Laying so, workers is, is a very difficult thing to deal with as a beekeeper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you don't want, to want any of your workers anywhere laying down on the job, but <laughs> it can happen in the world of bees, and it, it typically happens in the night shift when they're not getting supervised. That That's why we've got that yeah, here on yeah. Chapter 12. What a funny, funny book. This guy is so good. Honey, Honey is the title of Chapter 15, and then Bee Mistakes, Chapter 16, and it so <laughs> goes on and on. I ain't in an otters. Uh, I don't know why he chose to have otters in the book, other than that it maybe is a funny way to say others. <laughs> uh, Be our family is really the, the, the big chapter at the end, uh, because you are family when you're a beekeeper, and when you get a chance to hear Frank Mortimer talk, mm -hmm. meet him in person. 
-hmm. and then read his book. It's just so funny. It's so good. One of my favorite pieces of um, uh, of literature that I have in my beekeeping library because it's really the most fun, Debbie. Yes, you know, thinking about bee people, I was just thinking about we had some of our bee people um, who was affected by the tamarack fire that was going on, and they were right in the evacuation zones. And it's kind of interesting that these bee people, even though they're faced with all of this going on in their lives, mm -hmm. what are they worried about? They're worried about their bees. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and the effect that... Mm -hmm. You know all that has on them, and how to get them out to safety as well. And yeah. you know, it's just kind of bee people are very special. You know, uh, I think there's only one way to describe it, Debbie, and that's love. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, you know, bee pe bee people. We and they love that little insect. Isn't that crazy? We just love that little. <laughs> I I don't know how they do it. Uh, the bees do it. Look, I am convinced that somehow those bees send a signal to my brain, a scent to my nasal cavities, a sound of a sight, something that is beyond human comprehension. But I don't understand, Debbie, why I love bees so much. What did they do to me? What do you think? I don't know, Peter. I, you know, there's books and poems and stories written about beekeepers accessing their, their beehives and stuff. But when you open up a beehive, your concentration is all focused on what's going on in there. You're not worrying about your cell phones. You're not worried, worried about what's going on at work or, mm -hmm. you know, family issues or whatever. It's an escape. It's an escape to go into those bees. But when you do that, you're taking into consideration what's the weather doing? What impact? You know, what flowers are they visiting? Mm -hmm. Are they making honey? Or do they have enough food? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're caring about something that is not related to anything in your I know. your outside it world. It truly is an escape to another another platform, another universe, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about that they have their real life and then they have their digital life. <laughs> I'm the same That's way, right. but I got one more life. I That's got right. my bee your life. Your bee life. My bee life. And it's all tied to real estate. I absolutely like t t connecting beekeeping and real estate because it's all about the same thing. Bees need the same thing. They need their own real estate. When we come back, we'll look at more of the specific numbers in real estate in the Reno, Sparks, Northern Nevada area. Continue our conversation with Debbie Gilmore about the upcoming Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And we're going to give you some ideas on how you can use products from the hive that you've never even thought about. That and more after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. 
Nevada Real Estate Radio is what you're listening to, and we are on KFOY 1060 AM here in northern Nevada. It's the sweetest bee on the broadcast station I can ever think about, 1060 AM, and Debbie Gilmore is my guest. We're talking about beekeeping and about real estate in northern Nevada. Debbie, I was looking at the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Median home price in northern Nevada, $530,000. That is a 30% increase from just last year. We only sold 633 homes. That's just a barely 10% over last year. Uh, for new listings, what have they got available? 634 more homes to choose from. That's way down from the year prior. And when you look at the price of homes based on square footage, it's another way that many investors look at the pricing of homes to see if it's going to meet their specifications and if it's going to cash flow. Well, this new median home price has really impacted the square footage values of these homes. Right now we're at $306 per square foot and much like the median home price, that's over 31% from the year prior. Mm -hmm. And for people looking for homes, well that's the challenge. How many homes are there really available right now? The last stats I looked at, Debbie, they said basically 300 plus homes available to pick from in all of Reno Sparks, Northern Nevada. And when you consider that there's over 3,000 realtors trying to sell 300 <laughs> homes, homes, you know, I think it's like a WBA of realtors. <laughs> what about a fight? Can you imagine all the people? I can't even imagine. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I feel for them because I love the real estate community and the real estate world. But regardless, what we're really emphasizing here is that the price and the value of homes is going up. People think that when the price goes up, Debbie, it's just the price that goes up. Oh, the prices are going up. It's the value of homes that are going up. If you already own your home, your home's going up in value, just like the people are looking to buy homes. So that's why I'm encouraging people to own a home. If you don't own a home, this is why you want to own a home, because of these huge increases in value. When you own a home and it has that kind of value and you have big equity in your home, suddenly you have huge capacity to do many things that you maybe didn't ever think you could do in your home life. But now, with this value in your home, you may have equity that you can put to work in other ways to help you and your family. How do you figure out how much equity you have? You need to call Brian Cushing. Brian is one of the top mortgage lenders in the entire country, and he's right here in Reno, Nevada. It's Brian Cushing and the Cushing team at Guild Mortgage. You can get all of his contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. You'll find links to our past radio shows and some information on home buying and home selling. Learn more at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Recently, I was picking up a publication I was looking at uh, that I read on a regular basis. It's called Bee Culture. And you can catch the buzz by picking up your copy of Bee Culture, the magazine of American beekeeping. It's really cool what I see on the cover. There's a beautiful picture of a big beehive there, an apiary with maybe 10 or 15 hives, all different colors on the beautiful grass. And I see some text there. Let's see what it says. Bee management anxiety. I understand that. <laughs> yes, uh, I do too. Next topic, it says, do you really need to spray that? Mm. Then also it says resilience. I always get so much benefit, Debbie, from reading this publication. It probably is the leading publication in the world for beekeeping. It is. It's all across the, the world, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Jerry Hayes is the editor. Yeah, I see his picture here. Uh, Good-looking guy. And I, guess what? I bet he's a beekeeper. He is, and guess he, what? He's going to be at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference Ooh, nice. in February. The editor of Bee Culture yeah. Magazine is yeah. going to be joining us. Oh, man. He got his beekeeping start, actually. In southern Nevada. Southern so, Nevada, really? Yeah, so, so he, he has Nevada roots. Oh, nice. You know, I was looking at a, um, a link from the New Mexico Beekeeping Association recently, and they are promoting some work that he's doing there as well. So, yeah, he is uh, nationwide, worldwide, and he puts out a great publication because this is a great way that we stay current on what's happening in our areas. There are really different zones across the country that impact beekeeping and horticulture. And as far as where we are, Debbie, 
we're in way over here on the west in zone number seven. seven. Yep. But if you look at this honey report, and they have monthly honey reports, the price of honey in zone seven, which mm -hmm. Nevada is, the price of honey has gone up dramatically. I see that. Yes. Um, is it because it's better honey? Oh, it's the best honey. <laughs> yeah, it's of the course, best. Of course. West honey, honey from the. Remember a, a TV show called Honey West. I don't remember there that. There was a TV show called Honey West. Wow. She was a uh, private investigator. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so I always used to think about Honey West when I got into beekeeping that first. But now that you're talking about good honey in the West, um, no wonder we have wide open spaces, uh, lots of areas to forage. But we have some of the challenges like everybody else has, Debbie. The thing I like about uh, this magazine is it really covers all the areas. It talks about OB activity that's going on in some of the colder areas of the country. Uh, you were talking about our good friend Frank Mortimer, Bee People and the Bugs They Love, his book. He's a beekeeper in New Jersey, the he Garden is. State. He's a master beekeeper there. And it's uh, it's cooler up there, right, than, than Nevada. I mean, he's way up higher on the long longitude. Bee management is very different mm -hmm. all across the United States, from the south to the north. You have different um, climates, um, different challenges. Uh -huh. and, um, and then there's the technology. There are always, it seems, <laughs> new things coming, new ways to take care of your bees' health, and then also new ways to uh, extract honey, new ways to store honey. Uh, the technology has really taken off, even though we're still using the same basic style of beehives that were used a century ago. There are new uh, tweaks that have been made to some of these things. They have digital scales now that you can put underneath your colonies, so, and it's attached to an app on your phone. Mm -hmm. So beekeepers can tell if your bees are bringing in nectar by the weight of the beehive, uh -huh, uh -huh. or if they're starving, um, the weight decreases. The yeah. beekeeper knows that they need to add supplemental feed. Um, Infrared cameras, I think, oh, are yeah. some of the coolest things so that they can detect where the heat is in beehives. Mm -hmm. So in the winter, you can tell where the cluster of your bees are and, you know, so that you know if they're out of food, if you need to add um, additional food for them. But, um, yeah, a lot of technology that's um, pretty cool out there. Yeah, I like to see the, um, uh, the technology for processing honey. To, uh, there's a, a great article in here about making honey powder, which I never heard of, but uh, if it's got something to do with honey, I'm interested. I do a lot of dehydration of uh, fruits and vegetables, so dry honey powder, uh, it piqued my interest. And then there's an article in this uh, most recent publication of Bee Culture magazine, The Absent-Minded Beekeeper Strikes a Match Again. <laughs> a lot of fun. I'll start, I'll read a little bit of the story. It's by Stephen Bishop. I felt sorry for a beekeeper once and offered to help him work his hives. Boy, I'll never do that again. He actually accepted my help, which shows you how desperate he was. <laughs> the beekeeper had an annoying habit of always describing the personality of each hive before we pried open the top. He named his hives. He'd say stuff like, Gertrude here is a gentle and as gentle as she can ever be. Don't even have to smoke old Gertrude. Thereafter, the bees would boil out of Gertrude and nearly carry off the pickup truck before we could drive back in. The beekeeper <laughs> would then apologize for mixing up Gertrude with Ernestine, who can get a little feisty. And it goes to show you that if you can't identify your hives, you'd best use name tags. <laughs> That's great. I love Gertrude. That's great. <laughs> I would just call them my hive number one and number two. <laughs> yes, we have bee people who uh, name their queens. Oh, yeah. 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 And then they feel very sad when something happens oh, to oh. them. Yeah. I, I tell people jokingly that all of my bees have names. Uh, the first do, one is yeah. B1 and then B2, B2. B3, B4, <laughs> and before long. B60,000. Yeah, and one. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just a ton of fun. And so again, there's an element of entertainment as well as education Thanks. when you read this publication, Bee Culture Magazine. I want our listeners to know that if you Google Bee Culture Magazine and you subscribe or get a sample issue, 
in the coming months, we're going to be having, having an ad or two in this publication, Debbie, that's going to promote be promoting the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming up yes. Feb 25 and 26, 26 of 2022. Sounds like it's forever going to take to get there, but you know what? Comes around really fast. It is coming <laughs> really, really fast. And here's what I'm recommending. Any listeners who have not been to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, go to the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Get the general information there. Go down to the bottom, look and see where it's got information about hotels, lodging. I encourage you to make your reservation now. You don't have to pay now. Call them, do an email, do a text, however you need to do it. Get your reservation for Yarrington, Nevada, so you can book your hotel room for Feb 20. Four and 25 that we were there for the two nights before the conference and I guarantee you if you've never been a year into Nevada it's gonna be a time of your life tons and tons of fun what do you think Debbie good idea to get those rooms good idea now? yeah very good I idea. mean there's only so many hotel rooms there's not that in many in Yarrington mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah it's a good idea and it's about a one hour maybe a little bit more drive from the Reno Airport. If you're flying into Reno, you can drive, rent a car, you're there in about an hour, hour and a half tops. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's always more fun to stay in the city and enjoy the other benefits of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. There are plenty when you visit Yarrington, Nevada. We'll talk about that and more. Plus, we're going to give you some tips on how to consider how to get the dough for putting a down payment on your home if you're a first time home buyer. We've got the answer after this. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Brentia Milishevsky. She is the principal of Life Crafters. She's going to talk about how you can feed your soul, not just your wallet, and the importance of crafting a job that you love. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host. With me in the studio, Debbie Gilmore, president of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and also president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers. Great organization. I've learned a ton. Have a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about the upcoming Beekeepers Conference and other benefits about being beekeepers. But I want to talk to the people that are listening to our program because they are looking to find a way, any way to buy a home with today's skyrocketing prices, with today's high demand on homes, I mean, it's tough to get in the right position where you can pull the trigger uh, without some kind of help. Uh, well, that's what I'm here for. So the first thing I want to talk to potential new home buyers is this. You don't need to buy a home in the most heavily populated areas of northern Nevada, Reno and Sparks, Carson City. That's where you're going to find the highest home prices. The commuting times are very short to other small communities like Fernley, like Arrington, like Dayton, Minden, Gardnerville, Fallon. There are a number of areas that offer short commutes and much lower housing costs. Consider Fernley. You could find a home there at a median home price of somewhere around $325,000. That means that half of the homes are selling for even less. Great deals abound in Fernley, but there aren't a lot of them. You have to really get on it. So you need a realtor that is going to do all the work for you. The Rockford Files of real estate, that's Dan Ryder. Dan is going to go out there and do it for you. And he's going to find the home and help you cut the deal. But it's always going to come down to the same thing. Where do I get the money for the down payment? Well, I have a lot of strategies and systems that can help you get down payment money, save more of your own money for down payment. but Understand this, in many places of Nevada that you're looking to buy a home, you don't need a down payment. Zero money down. Make it a little easier on you. Zero money down to buy your own home. Well, how do you do zero money down? You do it by getting the right kind of loan and in buying the home in the right areas. Now, Brian Cushing, he's the expert, but he talks to me about all kinds of stuff, so I'll share with you this. The USDA mortgage is one of the best mortgages if you're looking to buy a home in a non-metro area. So let's say you find a home in Fernley or Yarrington or Gardnerville. Because it's outside of the metro areas, you may qualify for a USDA mortgage, and that would mean you would get the mortgage with zero money down. Well, there are closing costs, and there are also other expenses involved with 
getting into a home on appraisal and inspection, etc. Well, those are going to cost a fair amount of money too. In some cases, they cost somewhere around maybe three percent of the purchase price. So you're up to about eight to nine thousand. So where are you going to get that money? You ask, right? Well, the USDA mortgage. If it's structured properly, those costs may well be paid through the mortgage. I know a lot of people that have gotten USDA mortgages and they truly have gotten into their homes with zero money down. You want to learn more? Call me after the show, 775-786-5515 or visit with Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. All of his contact information, it's on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Tell Brian that Peter sent you and you'll be amazed kind of deal he's got for you. Debbie Gilmore is with me in the studio. Debbie, I know you're not looking for a new home. You have a beautiful home in Arrington, Nevada. That's where Hall's Honey is located. That's right, Hall's Honey. You were telling us earlier it's over 100 years that you've had that company. Actually, you're not 100. It's your ancestors <laughs> that launched it, Yeah, that, it's right? my family, uh -huh. yes. Yeah, the Hall family. Yeah, the whole Hall family. The whole Hall family. Did you ever answer the phone, Hall's Honey, who in the Hall do you want? <laughs> no, but that was a good idea. We used to fight because we used to have so many people come by our house mm -hmm. to purchase honey. Yeah. Which then we would sell five-pound cans for a dollar and a quarter. <laughs> so we always had lots of quarters for changes, but um, I had three brothers and sisters, and um, we always would fight on who had to go outside and help the customers. <laughs> oh, really? You'd fight as who could or who wouldn't? Who had to. Who had to. Who okay. had to. Got it, got yeah. it. you got to get out there and get away from what you're Because we were all kids, right? We oh, had yeah. better things yeah, to better do, things. right? You're having more fun. <laughs> but uh, think of all this happiness and, uh, and really all the health that people have gotten because they've been made aware of the benefits of honey. Debbie, I want to talk about Another guest that you had at your last Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Dr. Ron Fezzenden was there. I loved his presentation. He's a very cool guy because he's all about the world of honey. And he's one of the few people that I'm very impressed about this. He's not a beekeeper. He is not. He has no uh, misconceived thoughts about the beekeeping world. He's not biased because he's a beekeeper. Uh, he's not severely tainted in one way or the other, but the man studies honey, and his book, The Little Honey Book, is fascinating. It is. He has other publications as well, but um, his passion is studying about the health benefits of honey, mm -hmm. and he addresses all of those in his little honey book. Yeah. And um, he is just an amazing expert on the health benefits of honey. The back of the book. Say in since ancient times, honey has been known for its healthful benefits, but what many don't know is that it's still a revolutionary food, both good to eat and good for you. His book is updated, unabridged, and it summarizes the latest scientific findings that explain why honey is the perfect health food. In this book, you learn why honey is the sweeter of choice for diabetics. You'll learn why honey reduces metabolic stress, how honey can improve your sleep, and you'll learn why honey is the best fuel for exercise, and how honey can help you lose weight. <laughs> Debbie, in high school and college, I was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And yes. as a wrestler, uh, a lot of training, a lot of running, I mean, it's just brutal. And I did that for many, many years. But one of the things that our coaches started doing from the time I was a wrestler in fifth grade when I first started, uh, they would give us honey and oranges before, mm -hmm. right before we start our workout. And midway, we'd have another little During. honey and orange break. And, and then after. afterwards, a quick honey and orange break. And when we had the meats, the big tournaments, mm -hmm. there was so much honey and oranges in the whole gymnasiums and the auditoriums where we performed, it was just amazing. You could smell it everywhere. Yes. And I, can, I never really thought about it much as a wrestler. I just thought, this is what I eat. This, this is what, what you I, do. This is what, what coach says to do it. Coach says to do it. And now, years later, I realized why. 
and it really works. We have two sons training for a marathon mm -hmm. coming up, and so now we are making honey sticks for them to carry with them oh, yeah. as a quick energy source. Yeah. So when um, when I met Dr. Fessenden, and I had not read his book yet, I picked it up right there at the at the conference. Uh, enjoyed visiting with him. And I asked him a question because he had so many people waiting in line to see him after he spoke. And I said, Dr. President, what is the most, what is the biggest impact to health that you think anybody could get out of this book? He said one word, sleep. You know, I was thinking, you know, diabetes and blood. Oh, sleep. Sleep. So, you know, I, I read the book and, and really what it is is that a lot of us, when we go to bed, we have troubles um, in our stomach. We have troubles in our lungs. You know, maybe, maybe some of us are smokers, some of us drink alcohol, some of us eat too much fat. There's all sorts of battles going on in our bodies. So when we try to go to sleep, we might shut down part of our body, but the rest of it is just doing its big work there, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Fessenden said he found out that the natural enzymes and proteins and all these other secret ingredients that only the honeybees know that are in the honey, they actually can help you relax and help your body do its normal functions better. In fact, Dr. Fezzenden said to me that he knows many people that have previously had problems sleeping. They go to bed, they, can't, they just can't fall asleep. He recommended that they take a little bit of honey before they go to bed, right before they go to bed. Mm -hmm. And some of the people said, well, you know, I, I brush my teeth and I don't want sugar on my teeth. That'll cause cavities. Dr. Fezzenden said, you know what? That's going to help your teeth because honey is a natural antibiotic. Yes. And honey is so pure and clean. But the beauty of it is what it does to your internal system, your digestive system, it actually helps you sleep. And Debbie, i got to tell you, I, I tried it. And it works. It does work. He also has a book out. It's called Feed Your Brain First. Uh -huh. And it talks about how the honey affects the liver and, and feeds the brain. So yeah. once you fall asleep, you don't wake up, you know, like in the middle of the night and can't fall back to sleep. Yeah. So you have a longer sleep pattern uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and you stay asleep. Yeah. At our next conference, we're doing, we have an expert on products of the hive, and she is going to be talking a lot about health benefits of the products, mm -hmm. um, specifically propolis. Um, she's also going to be a speaker. She's going to give a workshop. Um, so there's a lot to learn about more products of oh, the yeah. beehive. Yeah, and we'll get the chance to meet the author of Bee People and the Bugs They Love, and a lot more at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Join us. Feb 25 and 26 of 2022 in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County, yes. the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. We're going to be there, Debbie. Good. We'll see you then. Thanks, Peter. That's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning into our show. Until next week, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.